Hey, welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Crystal. Today we are going over burnout and what does burnout feel like and how long do burnouts last and how to recover from a burnout, how to avoid burnout and how to help someone that is going through a burnout. So if you don't know, um, a burnout is a state of emotional emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. I think we can all probably raise our hands if I ask, have you ever experienced a burnout? I know I've experienced one um, in the workplace many times in different positions that I was in. And it's because I started to get overwhelmed, drained, um, couldn't, you know, maybe couldn't meet my productivity or the demands of my job. And as all of that stress continues and builds up, you end up losing motivation and interest. And um, you might not want the role that you're in anymore. And the problem with burnout is that once you get burned out in one area of your life, it can bleed into every other area of your life where you'll lose interest and motivation in maybe your hobbies or your family and friends. And, um, you know, you're just left feeling incredibly helpless and hopeless and like nothing is going to change. So that is why we're talking about burnout, because we want to make sure that you're living in a good emotional state, right? You don't want to be um, in a state of emotional duress and um, stressed out constantly. That is not good for your body. So let's talk about burnout today. All right, I want to talk about some signs uh, that might mean you are in a burnout or you're on a road to a burnout. So if you are exhausted all the time, if you feel like nothing that you do makes a difference or that no one appreciates anything that you do, if you're coming home and every day is a bad day, um, if you feel like caring about your home life or your hobby or your work life just is a total waste of energy, you feel like nothing's going to change, and you find that every day you're feeling either just dull, like nothing matters, or just completely overwhelmed. Those are days, or I'm sorry, those are signs um, that you might be in a burnout or you're on your way to a burnout. So just so you know those. Um, and then just remember, burnout is, it, it comes in, in phases. It just doesn't happen overnight, um, but it does get worse as time goes on. So you need to pay attention to these symptoms um, of, you know, like feeling every day is a bad day, exhausted, things are a total waste of energy, you feel overwhelmed, you feel unappreciated. Those are early symptoms and those are red flags that you need to recognize in your day, in your life, and um, you know, pay attention and start working to reduce your stress. So you might feel um, tired all the time. So these are different ways that burnout symptoms can um, manifest physically. You're feeling helpless, trapped, or defeated. Um, you can have a detachment even to your favorite hobbies or your favorite people. You really want to do the least amount of thing and maybe, you know, least amount of thing. Like for me, I know when I'm in a burnout is when I don't want to spend time with my family. 
I literally just, maybe it's going to be a cereal for dinner night and I just want to crawl into bed and have everyone, everyone leave me alone. You can have a loss of motivation. You have a negative outlook. And even when you do accomplish things when you're in a burnout, you have decreased satisfaction and a decreased sense of accomplishment. Um, during these times when we're in a burnout, it's, I'm going to stress, it's really important to recognize when you're in a burnout. Um, otherwise, you're going to use things like food, drugs, or alcohol to cope. You're going to take your frustrations out on others. Like how many times have I done this? Like, I mean, I can raise my hand a million times, taking my frustration out on others because I was in a burnout. I didn't recognize it. And I kept letting myself get overwhelmed over and over and over again. Um Isolating yourself, like I said, you know, wanting just to be alone. Um, procrastinating because you want to withdraw from your responsibilities. You're just going to take longer to get things done because you really don't care. So this is, you know, the main things to look for when we're talking about burnout and the symptoms of burnout. So if you've had any of these in your in your in your daily life and you're feeling like you might be on your way or already in a burnout, you're going to want to keep listening because we're going to talk about how long do these burnout last? How can we recover from a burnout? How we can avoid these in the first place and then of course how can we help others who are in a burnout? All right, so burnout was actually um, classified by the World Health Organization in the ICD-11 as an occupational phenomenon. It's not classified as a medical condition, um, but the fact that they're even addressing the burnout syndrome and how it can result from, you know, chronic stress, chronic work, workplace stress that has not been successfully managed is is pretty important, I think, um, that it's in there. I'm, obviously, I am a nurse. I don't know if I've ever said that on the podcast, uh, but it it does make me feel better. Like, this is a real thing um, that we all experience because I know I've experienced it so much. So let's talk about how long do burnouts last? Unfortunately, that answer is, is there's no direct answer. For some people, it can take weeks or months. For others, it can take years, just depending on how mild to severe your burnout is and, you know, what happens with your physical body, mental, mental um, health when you're in a burnout. So you just have to remember, this is a real syndrome of chronic stress that hasn't been successfully managed. So you, you want to to go, I guess when you're in a burnout, you want to go in and looking, I mean, it's hard, you don't have hope, you're kind of seeing negative, but if you can recognize that those are just symptoms of a burnout and they're not really you, you might be able to separate yourself from the burnout and realize, okay, I need to get onto this road of recovery. I need to start paying attention to my body, paying attention to my thoughts, um, paying attention to the symptoms that come up. And uh, knowing that it can take a few weeks, you know, to maybe years is kind of scary. But I think that we make the right step once we decide or once we can see that the burnout is separate from us, right? We are not the burnout. We're in a burnout, but we are not the burnout. 
in all of the symptoms and all of the negativity and um, hopelessness and helplessness that is inside that burnout, that doesn't have to be you, doesn't have to be me. We can look outside of it and we can say, look, this is, this is real. It's, you know, it's a condition. It's because of my stress or my overwhelm that I haven't been dealing with. And I know that I can get out of it. Right. So that is how we can start um, getting out of that burnout. And, you know, just kind of keeping in mind, depending on how much of a burnout you're in, like if you're in a mild one or a severe burnout from years and years and years of not taking care of yourself and managing your stress, um, just know that the recovery period is, you know, it can be weeks, two months two years, and that's okay. Everyone's going to be in a different spot. Let's talk about how to recover from a burnout. Um, number one thing is you need to find the source of your stress. A lot of times burnout is related to professional um triggers. So if you're in an increasingly stressful, demanding job, um, or if you are in um, in school, back in, you know, if you're in school and you have a demanding academic schedule, um, if you're dealing with relationship problems, um, you know, maybe you're in a bad relationship or you're in a, in a family where nobody's helping you and you feel like you're the only one, or maybe you're the only one, like you're the single mom, like I used to be, where everything falls on you and I had a lot of support because I have a big family, thank God. Uh, but I know that there's a lot of parents or a lot of moms out there that don't. So this could definitely um, be the source of, you know, just being a single mom and not having that support. That can be extremely stressful. Um, it might also be caring for a loved one. When you have um, a loved one with a serious or chronic health condition and you're the primary caregiver, you're definitely going to experience some caregiver strain, caregiver stress. Um, trying to do too much on your own definitely makes it so that you have that um, road to burnout. You know, you're straight on that track to burnout because you're not asking for help. And all of that stress is, you know, going to combine into everything else. So it might even be like you have a demanding job. You have a stressful job. You're also back in school. You're also a single mom. You're, you know, you're also taking care um, of a loved one with a serious condition. All of that is a lot. Like that was a lot just for me to say it. So if that is you, sending you so much love right now. And let's make sure that you can identify what's going on with you. That's a lot that you're dealing with in your life so that you can start to make changes. So once you identify the source of your stress and your burnout, you want to identify changes that you can make immediately. What are some ways that you can lighten your load? Do you need to work less? Can you work less? Do you need to think about switching to a less demanding job? Do you have a um, you know, person that you're working with that maybe you can ask to work with somebody else. I know personally, I had somebody that I worked with that I really, really liked. And then she started acting crazy and I would get chest pain on my way to work. And I was like 30. So that was crazy. And I knew I had to make a change. And even though it was really, it was really stressful and hard, I asked to be switched to a um, different nurse to partner with. And that did make an immediate change in my stress level. Um, you can also, you know, 
school-wise, I work full-time. I am back in school. And um, it was extremely stressful. My first semester back after 10 years, I cried a lot. And so moving forward, like I did spring semester, I did summer. And then once I got into scheduling fall and I knew that I was so stressed out, I was burnt out. I was resentful of my family, um, you know, back in the that first semester because I had so much going on and and I had to be the mom and the wife and, you know, all of the hats that go with that. So I decided for fall semester, I'm not going to overload myself and take classes. I'm only going to take the two classes I need instead of piling classes on because my first thought was, I'm just going to pile these all on and I'm just going to get them over with and it's going to be hard and I'm going to hate it. And that's what I did that first semester. And I learned my lesson <laughs> because the burnout was crazy and terrible. And, um, I didn't like it. So I learned my lesson and I said, I'm only going to do the two that I actually need. And I'm not going to pile on more than I, you know, than I know I could handle, especially working full time and, you know, being a mom and all of that that goes with that. So make sure, I mean, it's hard. I, I mean, I wish I could just go through all the list of classes that I need them and get them done as fast as possible, but that is not realistic. It's, it's not, and it's okay. And it might take me a little longer. Um, to get, you know, through my degree path. And I'm totally fine with that because my mental health will be okay when I arrive. <laughs> so do you also have um, personal commitments or requests from loved ones that you can't turn down? Maybe somebody is always asking you to babysit and that's really stressing you out. Or someone's asking you, you know, for, um, for anything really, for any of your time. And if you have people pleasing tendencies, you're often going to take on so much because you don't want to let anyone down. Trust me, I've been there. I know it. Um, it's really hard when you're a people pleaser to say no to things. So once you identify the changes that you need to make, so do you need, you know, do you need to ask for a different work partner if that's something that you are dealing with at work? Do you need to um, stop working long hours? Do you need to change your work schedule? Do you need to change your job? Do you need to start looking for a different job? Um, do you need to say no to personal commitments? All right, so how can we start taking back control? Even though you're going to feel powerless when you're in a burnout, um, you might feel like overwhelmed. We talk about that and you might have not a very good positive outlook. You know, you're just kind of thinking negative or you're cynical. You can still take back control. And what you have to do is make sure that you prioritize. So everything doesn't have to get done, right? Some things have to get done, but others can wait until you have more time and energy. So you have to decide which tasks in your life are less important and set them aside. Um, the a way that you can do this and what I like to do is a thought download or a brain dump. And I just take a piece of paper or a page in my um, digital journal and I write down every single thing I think I need to do. I mean, this is like from changing filters in the house to dentist appointments, doctor appointments, to um, washing sheets, washing the floor, washing baseboards, like anything I need, I think I need to do anywhere, at work, everywhere, all of the stuff I need to do. And once you get it out on paper and you can see, 
it's actually less overwhelming because it's not all these little thoughts poking in your head everywhere, right? And then you can circle what are the most important things that you actually need to do to get through the week and what things can wait. And let me tell you, um, deep cleaning can wait, right? I'm one of those people who I like to have um, clear, clutter-free. I think better when things are like that, when things are clean. So most of the time when I'm in a burnout, I'll just do the quick cleaning and the clearing that I need to do, but um, I won't necessarily start doing all of the deep cleaning heavy stuff because when I am in a burnout, I am not about to wash my um, curtains and clean my baseboards and wash the windows. It's just not what I like to do when I'm in there. You might be totally opposite of me and that is okay. Um, delegate, look at tax, tasks on your sheet that somebody else can do. Who else can um, handle these tasks and pass those off to um, to someone else? So, for example, with the dentist appointment with my kids, when the last time I was in a burnout, I told my husband, you know what? You deal with the dentist, with the kids. I do not like taking them to the dentist. It's so stressful for me. Um, and he completely took it over. And all I, I never even asked him. Probably could have been doing it this whole time. But... I never asked, right? So you actually need to make sure you're asking others for help. And that is not a weakness. That is a strength. You want to um, leave work at work. So once you're done with work, just focus on relaxing and recharging and taking care of yourself. Get yourself ready for that next day. You want to set boundaries. So when you're going through a burnout while you're in it and while you're trying to recover from it, you do not want to um, spend very much time with people who are negative or people who are a drain on your energy. energy. Um, and you need to set time limits and limits with people uh, that just want your time that you're just not prepared to give right now. You know, let that people pleasing go aside. You need to learn how to say no. It's not a lazy, selfish thing to want your own time. Um, it's not a bad thing to say no. So you also want to practice some um, self-compassion. Um, there's often times this voice in our head that's just telling us everything we're doing wrong. And you just have to remember you are not the voice in your head. You can recognize those thoughts and realize that that's not you. And, you know, just push that thought aside. Mentally think about that thought going into a trash can. And you don't have to ever think that way again. Um, but you really, to practice self-compassion, what I think about is if my friend were telling me that they were going through the same thing I'm going through right now and they were feeling the same way I'm feeling right now, and my brain is telling me, suck it up, you know, people have it worse than you, um, things like that, which are terrible, mean things, I would never say that to a friend that was going through that, right? I would I would be compassionate with them. So what I try to do when I'm going through hard times and I hear those mean ego voices in my head and I'll just um, tell myself, you know, that's not true. And I will treat myself how I would treat a friend if a friend was coming to me with that same issue. So it's kind of like being your own best friend, being the most self-compassionate um, person to yourself is really, really important. And then Make sure that you're paying attention to your needs. A lot of times when you're going through burnout, you don't have good sleep. You're probably dehydrated. You're not eating well. 
and you're not making time for um, rest and relaxation for yourself. So you have to make sure that you're going to bed on time, um, getting some restful sleep. Maybe you need a meditation app before bed. Maybe you need to try some melatonin, um, things like that, making sure you're going to sleep at the same time every night, waking up at the same time every morning. Um, try some physical physical activity, getting exercise, helping, you know, get your body tired out. And uh, the way that I feel good after I exercise. So I exercise because I know it like boosts my mental health. So even on the days that I don't want to do it, I make myself go in there because I know how good I will feel after my exercise. So you might need to add some kind of physical activity in your day. Maybe it's a bike ride out in nature or a walk out in nature or a walk by the water. Anything that you can do to get some physical activity in each day. Um, Making sure you're eating nutritious meals and staying hydrated. So when you're in burnout, the last thing you probably want to do is cook for yourself. Um, Maybe you can find some, you know, nutritious prepared meals at your grocery store. So our grocery store, HEB, um, just started doing these chef-inspired meals and they're, um, they actually look and taste amazing. They're not very expensive and that would be a great way, you know, to get some healthy nutritious meals when you don't really want to prepare them yourselves, yourself. I think all you have to do is like put, pop them in the oven and they're ready. So you think about that if you have that available to you. And um, you might want to try some mindfulness practices that can help improve your relaxation, or you can try, um, you know, meditation, yoga, do something that makes you happy. Maybe it's journaling, art journaling, painting, reading, listening to music, um, anything that you you enjoy. Start bringing that into your day because even though you don't feel like doing it while you're in a burnout, it's going to help you so much. It's going to help you so much. And you can even do like gratitude lists or lists of things that um, bring you joy. Maybe you want to call a friend that you know you always laugh with and you don't have to talk about anything with your burnout. Maybe you just want to call and, and ask them about them and see what they're going, you know, what they're what they're doing, what's the fun in their life and ask questions like that just to kind of get a break from what's going on with you. And then the most important thing is if you know, this continues or you're having a burnout because you're having problems in a relationship, make sure to talk to a professional, um, a counselor, a therapist, uh, talk to your doctor, making sure that you're getting the help that you need. You don't really want to um, go through this alone if that burnout is actually a depression and you want to make sure you're getting, you know, the medical help that you need. How to avoid burnout. So we talked a lot about burnout and what it feels like when we're in it. And uh, the tips on how to avoid burnout are very similar to how to recover. Getting exercise because of that emotional boost. Um, And if you don't have time to spend an hour exercising, you can literally put in like 5-minute, 10-minute, 15-minute yoga or um dance or, you know, whatever into Google and you will find an exercise that works for you. So just be open-minded, even if it's just walking, short walks, just try to make exercise part of your daily routine. Um, Making sure that you're getting a balanced diet. You might want to try a more plant-based diet. Um, Making sure that you're getting enough sleep. 
and making sure that you are asking for help, delegating, making sure you're not, you know, taking everything on for yourself. Those are ways on avoiding burnout. And um, how to help friends or family members that are experiencing burnout. And this can be kind of um, hard because you want to be a fixer. If you're like me, like you just want to fix people's problems. But instead of being in fixing mode, you want to be in listening mode. So if you ask a friend or family member, you know, what's going on and you real, you know, you realize that they're experiencing burnout, you might want to mention it or the symptoms and um, just listen because having someone to talk to can make a world of difference when someone is feeling hopeless, helpless, depressed. And sometimes they just need someone um, to listen to to what's stressing them out, just, you know, just to get it out. And you can make sure, you know, to validate their feelings and let them know that you're there and you can understand. Um, you don't want to say like, oh, everything's going to get better or you just got to think positive. That's not going to be helpful to someone that's in a burnout, experiencing a burnout. Um, you can you can say things like I understand or I'm listening if you want to talk more. Um, you can offer some kind of help. So if you have a friend or family member, you know that if they're experiencing burnout, um, they have a lot on their plate, right? So you can say, how can I help? Um, can I make you a meal? Can I do your errands for you? Can I, can I, what can I take off of your plate? Um, sometimes they just when you're in a burnout, you just don't know what you can delegate, right? And you're just annoyed with everything. So having somebody just offer to help you in some way is really the kindest gesture uh, to have. And then just make sure that you um, show them kindness and compassion. Like we talked about a lot of times that people, people that are um, experiencing burnout you know, feel lonely, unappreciated. And so these small gestures of kindness, maybe a text message, letting them know you care about them, you love them, they, you hope they have a great day, or um, dropping, you know, dropping off some food or inviting them out to dinner, anything like that, those kind gestures um, can really go a long way with somebody experiencing burnout. And then also you can think, what would I want? If, if I was in a burnout, what would I need? What would I want from someone else? How can they help me? So th those are different ways that you can um, help others when they're experiencing burnout. So just remember, um, burnout is a normal thing. We've probably all gone through it in some you know, some way, shape, or form. And it's okay to experience a burnout. It's okay to go through those feelings. There is nothing wrong with you. Um, you know, there is a way to recover from it. And you want to make sure um, that you're not going to fall into like a, a deep depression. You want to make sure that you're asking for help. If you start to feel, you know, the depression symptoms, you're going to go to your doctor, to your counselor, to your therapist. Um, to get the help that you need. And, and that's okay. Asking for help is okay. And like I said, it's actually a strength. Make sure you're practicing your self-care and remember that self-care matters because you matter. I'll see you next week.